Hi, this is Matt Stagliano, and thanks for being part of the Artist Forge. We're a community of creatives who help each other think like an artist by discussing creativity as a process instead of a skill or a talent. We believe everyone has what it takes to create something amazing, we just need some encouragement and inspiration along the way. What you're about to hear is a live recording of one of our daily discussions on the Clubhouse app. If you like what you hear, I encourage you to join our private Facebook group or visit us on the web at theartistforge.com. Now on to the show. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Morning Mug and Photo Talk with the Artist Forge. We are so glad to have you with us on this Friday as we end the week with a practical exercise on how we handle messaging for social media. So during the beginning and last few days of the week, we talked about social media and how we approach it, what our philosophy of social media is, and how we choose which platforms to use, which things align with our business, with who we are as people, allowing us to be able to share the messaging for our brand in a way that we actually enjoy and doesn't want to make us pull our hair out. And then we want to end the week today with a practical exercise using the story brand framework built by Donald Miller would really encourage everybody if you find just our bumbling exercise this morning we've never gone through this before those of us who will be participating we've never gone through this before and so you will get to do this with us in real time and just see what it looks like to try to use this framework to build clear messaging that will help clients understand why they should be interacting with us, purchasing from us, etc. And so if that becomes something you think, you know what, this is really going to help my business, really encourage you guys to go check out StoryBrand. Um, Donald Miller wrote the book. There's, of course, a website with a whole bunch of um, great information and um, books and templates and worksheets and all kinds of stuff that you guys can engage with if that's something that you find works for you. Um, but we're going to be doing that today and in order to kick us off matt will be in the driver's seat today but um becca also put a couple things up on social media in order to help get us rolling you did not have the chance go hop on and have a look um becca is taking over instagram because she's amazing and she's got some really beautiful graphics up for us just to try to get people to engage and give us an idea of how we can approach this topic this morning so Miss Becca, what were our results from the Instagram poll? Hands are full, sorry. Um, okay, so our little Instagram experiment. I was glad that a couple people were willing to play. Um, so what I put up there was um, a couple options to define this kind of imaginary brand that we're going to explore today and um, who their customers are. And so our... Um, Genre of art is going to be fine art. That was the winner after all. And um, specifically uh, fine art portraits. And uh, then the last bit there is kind of who our general audience and client that we need to speak to and uh, define as the our story is. Um, and we didn't really have a consensus there, but I think my favorite uh, suggestion was, uh, let me just open it real quick, uh, artsy people with a sense of humor who then need fine art portraiture. Okay, rad. So we are looking at building basically the core of our brand messaging, the things that we will be putting on social media um, to speak to our customers aimed at fine art portrait consumers with a sense of humor. So that's going to be the core of what we're looking at today. And Matt, who has experience with this framework, is going to be walking the rest of us through how we can try to build it and what steps we should be taking and just guide us a little bit as we walk through the process. And um, as we go, the moderators who can be here are going to be um, bumbling right along trying to make this thing work. And we will be bringing some of you guys up also um, to help us out. So Matt, you are in the driver's seat. Good, sir. 
let's end the week with a great practical exercise that hopefully people can learn a lot from and maybe take with them next week as they move forward with messaging on social media. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Slightly terrified because I have no idea where this is going to go, but we will figure it out together. So um, in the in the interim where I was not on the microphone, um, I did spill some magical bean juice. So I missed a little bit of, of what Becca, you had said, but we can we can bring that in uh, the results of the poll as we start to develop this stuff out. So, all right. So the story brand framework is all built around the hero's journey, right? And so in a very, very quick nutshell, overall view of it, um, you have a character, which is not you. So let's think of this in terms of your business, right? You want to um, write something that is going to clarify the message of what your business is. But in order to do that, you've got to really identify who the customer is, what they want, what their problem is, how you as their guide, not the hero as the guide, understands what they're going through. You give them a plan you call them to action, and then you show them what success or failure looks like. So essentially, what we want to do is take all of this information that we're putting together, and we're developing this story, and we understand what this character's journey is going to look like, and how we as the guide are going to solve that problem. We're doing all of that so that we can come up with a one-liner, a one-to-two-sentence statement about what it is that we do and how we can solve the problem for that character. Okay. So that's generally the overall framework of the story brand brand script. So the first thing that we need to think about, and we'll try to get through this in a half an hour, understand that we're going to be cutting some corners. We're probably not going to go as in-depth as we've done, um, as you would do with a real brand script consultant. Um, it's usually a four to five to six hour process to really think through all of this and get through it, but um, we'll do what we can in 30 minutes. So character, what do they want? So this is what I missed, Becca, from the polling. Um, did we define a uh, character or a central person and what it is that they want from well, what is it that they want? So our general profile here is that we are an artist who sells fine art portraiture to artistic clients that have a sense of humor. So that defines who we are and what we do. So we are fine art portrait artists, right? So that's our company, if you will. So fine art portraits. Now, if they have a sense of humor and they are searching for fine art portraiture, well, what is it that they want? Do they want, and I'm, I'm asking these questions and looking for participation. So I'm just going to kind of throw out examples. Do they want fine art portraits? Do they want to connect with someone that has a sense of humor like theirs? Are they looking for connection over the actual output? Um, let's think that through. What is it that, what is it that the character wants? So think of it like in the, in the terms of, of Katniss, right? Uh, in the hunger games, she wants to get rid of the government and she wants things to just be nice and happy. Right. So what is, what is it that the, um, the, the customer wants? I feel like we've got a couple options there. If I were to put myself in the shoes of the customer, why would I want that kind of portraiture? Well, either I want to have a portrait like that of myself so I can really display my, you know, fun nature, or I want to outfit my space, maybe my business space with the kind of portraits that will really give my customers a good idea about the environment that they're stepping into and the kind of business that we run. Okay. So, so those would be maybe my two potential suggestions. Yep. And we want to stay focused on the customer, right? Because right. so in this in this case, they want a portrait of themselves in that fine art style. Right? So we're going to say what is it that they want? They want a portrait of themselves in that fine art style. Let's make it painterly, if you will, right? Cuz painterly is just another sub niche of, you know, fine art portraiture. 
So I've got a question yep. in this. Yep. When we're defining what they want, are we defining it from what goods and services they want or from what internal need they're trying to fill? Ah, see, so it comes next. So Oh, sorry. No, no, it's perfect. But th these are exactly the questions that need to be answered. So what they want is a port. And you can be as descriptive with this as you want or not. But let's say they want a, a fine art portrait of themselves um, that is in the painterly style. Um, and they want to stand out from all the other images that they see of their friends and family, right? This is what they want. They want something that sets them apart because of their unique personality. Cool. cool. Okay. Um, so the next part of that is to define the problem that they have. And there's a couple of ways that you're looking at this. Um, you've got, Think of this like the villain of the story, right? This is the the Darth Vader of the story in Star Wars. You've got an external problem, an internal problem, and a philosophical problem. What we're saying is the, the customer has a problem finding this fine art portrait. So, for example, an external problem might be um, they don't, find photographers with good images on their website. Um, they can't find someone that really speaks to what, what they want to be seen as. An internal problem might be a little bit more like they're afraid to get in front of the camera. Um, the philosophical problem means something like they can't justify spending the money to get a, um, to get a portrait like this. So, the problem statement really comes down to you listening to the customer and figuring out, all right, what's their real problem? And oftentimes as artists, if we're being commissioned for something or if we're getting a customer in, then what you have is someone that's coming to you and maybe not asking you the question that is really on their mind, right? They might say, well, um, I'd love to get some photos. Well, what kind of photos would you like? Portraits. Well, what kind of portraits would you like? I don't know but I know what I don't like, or I know I want a painterly portrait, or they might not be giving you the real problem as to why they want it or what their resistance might be that they're meeting. So let's define the problem. Now, in a case like this, let me throw out some examples. Maybe the market is saturated with fine art portrait photographers and they don't know where to go. Maybe their problem is that they want to get this, but they can't justify spending the money on what they know will be a piece of fine art um, or that the photographers are hard to deal with or they're intimidated. So what do we think this person's problem really is? Are we starting with, um, so you mentioned three types of problems mm -hmm. that we could, which one are we going to start with? Like philosophical or, or bad guy or. You, you really can go up and down the chain, whichever way you'd like right? Whatever seems to be the, the easiest for you to define. And then we okay. can look at that and say, is there an internal problem or a philosophical problem associated with that as well? Okay. Anybody have any suggestions? So why, what would, what problem is, uh, is our client facing? I know there definitely could be the potential that they just can't find what they're looking for. Yep. I mean, can't uh, find know, the right a, fit a for of, their sense of humor. Yeah, like there's a lot of similarity between portrait artists and they feel like there's nobody out there who really matches okay. what they're looking for. Can't find the right fit. It's um, too many options, right? Um, maybe they're also a little bit afraid of like, maybe their personality is the kind of thing that like they really want to be comfortable in their personality, but they're also a little bit afraid that they will be mocked or ridiculed for, you know, being so different from other people. So they want essentially a safe space to be themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And they don't know I where like they that. can find that. Right. I think that people that are looking for painterly specifically, right. Mm -hmm. Want to a create artwork and not just photo. Mm -hmm. And two, don't want their work to look like everything else. Yep. Mm-hmm. All of their friends are just going to the lifestyle or location or whatever photographer and getting the same pretty airy rah 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 images. 
Like this is really where the opportunity that we have to set that work apart so that the work speaks for itself, even outside of the, the conversation um, that I think is a, a really powerful avenue for like the fine art specifically. Awesome. So maybe, so maybe we need to figure out if they were to define their version of fine art, how would it be different than everybody else's definition of fine art so that we can speak their language? Like well, how we would know they... from our brief, humor was a big one, right? So well, what they're, else? Well, they have a sense of humor. It doesn't mean that's how they define the art. Well, that's... So when Becca was asking the, for the when they brief, define fine art, sorry. Yeah, she was trying to find like she was asking folks what um, what they were looking for, and humor was part of what they were looking yeah. for. So yeah. we'd know at least that would be no, like but a I'm component, but it's style-wise, right? Like yeah. no, but I'm coming from the angle of every Tom, Dick, and Harry says they're a fine art photographer today, right? And that's probably one of their frustrations, even though they do want they do want a sense of humor in their art. I'm talking about the actual definition of fine art for them and how right. it's different so that when we define ourselves as fine artists, we stand out from the rest. And yes, sure. we have to add the humor part of it into it also. Yep. And this is the next part of it, right? So we've defined the problem. It's it's great that you led into that, Bassam, because this is going to be our differentiation statement. So we're able to clearly say, all right. We've got a person that wants uh, fine art. They want um, to have that safe space. They know that there's a lot of options out there um, and they want something that is not like anything else, right? And it wants to reflect their personality. So where we come in as the guide, right, as the Obi-Wan to Luke Skywalker, um, we want to come in and say, we've got empathy for your situation. And we've got authority, right? We're subject matter experts in this. So this is where we get to be a little bit, you know, um, I don't want to say arrogant, but self-confident. So it might be something, for example, from the empathetic side, saying something like, we understand that there are a lot of options out there, but we have been focusing primarily on fine art portraiture and especially the painterly style for the past 15 years. We have created artwork for some of the leading celebrities um, in the market today, or we've got stuff in galleries all over New England or whatever it is. This is where we get to establish not only the fact that we empathize with their situation, we understand that there's a, a problem that they have that needs to be solved, but that we are also the subject matter expert that is going to guide them through this process. We are the person that they've been waiting for because we've got some level of subject matter expertise. So with that, how do we want to phrase that empathetic statement? What is it that we understand about their problem that is going to help us solve that? I think there's a framework is issue too here that we can ask ourselves to maybe clarify is are we going to answer this question from our collective perspective with 15, 20 years in the business where we have accolades and have built expertise? Or do we want to try to answer this question from the place of somebody who's really getting started? Maybe they only have a few years in the business. And so they don't have a lot of those um, expertise building things that they can pull on. And we have to be a little bit more creative when we think about how we can position ourselves as an expert to help guide them. Yes, the second one. I'm going to push back on you, Nicole, and say that you're overthinking this. Um, you're you're getting a little bit into the weeds in terms of who we are, right? Because this can apply to everybody. This can uh, apply to any situation, whether or not you have a lot of experience or very little experience. So Right, right. And I, and I understand that. But what I'm saying is if you and I were to say, okay, yep. we'll say we have this award and we've done these celebrity clients and we've done whatever, yep. the folks that are listening to us in the audience may be saying to themselves, oh, I don't have any of that shit. How am sure. I supposed to position myself? You know what I mean? So yeah, no, absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and what I'm saying is we want to keep it at a level that we're solving a problem where we can say some of these things where we have that experience or don't have the experience, but all of us have, you know, when we're thinking about the problem that our customer has, 
It right. shouldn't matter if we have one year experience or 50 years experience. The, it's the empathetic part of us understanding what they have as a problem. And then what do we have that sets us up as the authority to solve that? And that doesn't have to be experience. It could be the fact that, right. you know, this is my specialty. All right. So yeah. um, that's all I'm, that's all I'm getting at. So I think we're in yeah, violent no. agreement. <laughs> yes, 100% understand and agree. Yeah, I just was asking, you know, because sure. we could very easily just bring in our expertise and be like, well, that answers that question. Right. People trust people who know things. But for people who don't have that, when they're trying to put themselves in the yep. empathetic perspective, what can they say um, that will help convince people sure. that they can be the guide when they don't necessarily have that additional experience or accolade? So something like this, you know, if I were to, if I were to, to approach this and try to come up with that empathetic statement, I'd say, yeah, the market is really saturated with people calling themselves fine art portraits. What we do, we've only been specializing in fine art portraits our entire career. Now, you don't have to define how long right. that is, but we can say, you know, we are the ones that only shoot this. We don't shoot families or babies or weddings or anything like that. We shoot fine art portraits and we understand that a story needs to be told, a story about you that needs to be told. And we can do that by keeping your cost to a minimum and without sacrificing quality. Right. Right. So we can basically establish expertise in several different ways, right? Yes. So we have accolades, we have years of experience, we have specialty, we also have process. And I know that that's one thing that almost everybody could potentially use is to say, you know, we're the only, or this is the only whatever, where not only do we style and set up your portrait, but then we hand paint everything in Photoshop and add whatever, you know, like yep. we can all um, have expertise in our process mm -hmm. that other people don't have. So that's also a potential thing yes. um, we could be using. Absolutely. So I'm just writing some just writing some notes down. We want to folk that we focus on fine art portraiture. Uh, we do hand painted, and we've been doing it for let's say ten years. Um, sure. We've been doing it and succeeding in a, a saturated market for ten years. We've been doing it for ten years. Right. Again. Can I pop out? Um, yeah. Real go ahead. Quick. Um, just on the topic of you know breaking into something new. Um, just in my frantic research of what the story brand was yesterday um one thing i heard said was that this this uh step of positioning yourself as the guide this is really you as the artist or you as the business's opportunity this is when you actually talk about you yes. you know this is the one part where you're talking about you and not about the client so anything in your past experience that makes you seem interesting or relatable or like you can have some level of expertise, this is where you can drop that. So that can be things even like I come from a background in museum art curation. So I have a knowledge of classical painting that then applies to my photography or something like that. Even if you haven't necessarily been working in that genre actively, things that you have done previously that lead to that, this might be the opportunity to drop those facts. 100%. Right. Remember, the, the goal of this is to convince your customer that you are the guide that's going to help them solve their problem. Right. It's all about their problem. So there's so many aspects to how you can pull that from your background or apply it to your business. You know, we have the best soap for window washing that you'll ever find. We've got a proprietary formula because I come from a long line of chemists. Right. Whatever the case is, you've got the ability to brag a little bit here. This is where you want to establish that authority. And I think with some of the things that we just we just talked about, I think that gives us some some good stuff to work on. Um, sure. Again, can we add yep. the personal aspect as well? Sure. Maybe we can say that we have come from our client's perspective because for years we felt like we never were able to express ourselves, um, you know, with with traditional portrait photography. And we never had a photo of us that we felt like really showed off who we were. And now we want to be able to give that to other people or something like that. Yeah, that's great. The, you know, our mission is to, to give that emotional feeling that we got when we were able to stumble upon that. Yeah, sure. Um, we want to give back. Okay. So now the next thing is we've got to give them a plan, right? We've got to give the customer a plan to get to where they want. 
So they've chosen us. Congratulations. Um, but here's where they can start getting a little bit scared because we're, we're, we're giving them a plan. They can't necessarily see the road ahead. Um, but if we can help give them a plan to solve their problem and show them what that roadmap looks like, then this is where they start to really engage and interact with us and start trusting us. So, for example, there's a process and agreement part of this. And now the process can be something like take a look at all of our image images and find out what resonates with you. Tell us your entire story. Let us create images that fit your vision, right? And then the agreement part of that might be something like, um, we are going to um, give you options so that we can really fine tune what it is you're looking for. We will make any revisions that you need along the way. We will keep working on this process with you hand in hand to make sure that the images that we create tell the story in the way that you want. You can trust us to tell that story for you. We're going to be doing that by giving you storyboards and wardrobe consultations and makeup consultations, and we're going to design a set for you, right? We're really giving them the full-on experience, right? This is, we're going to lay out our plan for how we do this fine art portraiture. So, how do we want to define that plan for them? Is it just basically what I said, laying out that experience for them? Which could very well be. Go ahead, Becca. Oh, I was going to say, I think this is to kind of tie back to our general social media topic of the week. I mean, this is where like a website is going to be yep. a very, very useful tool. Um, or I know when we did like the email uh, templates a couple weeks ago, that also establishing that full, well laid out plan to really reel people in uh, through that first point of contact, I think is really great. Um, or you can even, you know, tap into that through however you're using social media, right? Like show people what that process is so they know exactly how it's going to go when they commit to uh, using you as an artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, we also have the option for things like behind the scenes as well, because that kind of shows the plan in action, right? Like people get to see other people going through the plan. Um, that's what I do for my illustrations is I let people, when they ask me, you know, how much does it cost? I say it costs this much and you send me your favorite portraits of yourself and you get to see the sketch and make the approval and you get approval through the whole process so that by the end, you have something you contributed to help make that you love. Okay. Um, so, and that certainly seems to, you know, you talked about building trust, Matt, and that definitely seems like when they feel like they've got a say in how things go, um, at least with the illustration, because they don't get to participate in the actual making of it, it definitely seems to help people feel like they can trust a little bit more because they know they have a veto card. Yep. Um, so I definitely think that that could be a, a positive way to move forward. Awesome. All right. So now, okay, so Matt, Oh, go ahead. So Matt, yeah. Yeah. Matt, I just want to ask if you don't mind for the benefits of, at least for my benefit and mm -hmm. maybe for some others, um, it's, uh, it's 30 minutes in. Can you summarize where we are in the process right now? What have we done and what's next? Just kind of in, in about 30 seconds. Absolutely. So we're about halfway through, uh, but the rest of this is going to start to move really quickly. So we've defined a character, which is going to be the hero of this journey. Our customer is the character. We know that they want fine art portraiture and they have a sense of humor and they want that reflected. They have a problem which is it's a saturated market. They can't seem to find the right fit for them. They're afraid, they wanna be comfortable, they want a safe space, and they want a painterly portrait that really reflects them. They meet the guide who is us, and they find out that we focus only on fine art portraiture, we have a degree, uh, an, an MFA, um, we've got, um, we've been doing this for 10 years and focusing only on painterly portraits, and we've got the expertise that they need. We give them a plan. This is step four, giving them a plan where we can say, go to our website, download the PDFs or subscribe to our emails. 
and we are going to show you how this plan works. You get to become a partner with us throughout this entire process, and we are going to help you create and craft this story, but instead of us doing it for you, you're going to be a partner with us in this. The remainder of this process is going to be calling them to action, showing them what success and failure looks like, and then we're going to come up with our one-liner to, to summarize all of this together. So we've only got a couple more steps, and I think we're making some really good progress to give an overall general view of how we come to that one-liner to clarify the message of what our business does and how we can solve this for our customer. Does that summarize Ooh, outstanding. it? Outstanding. Okay. Yes. Now that we're at the halfway mark, mm -hmm. what do you all think about grabbing some folks from the audience and letting them maybe complete this last part? Sure. Absolutely. Okay, great. So if you're in the audience today and you want to come up and fill in the rest of our um, plan for our new business and how we're going to handle messaging, raise your hand. Oh, I did not make people mods today because I am a complete loser. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm grabbing you right now. So, and, um, and while we're, while you're going through that, Nicole, Ari shot me a message in the background. Thank you, Ari, for sending this because it's a, a really, really, really good question. Um, and he says, not being in the industry, um, not your client avatar. So I don't understand why being a portraiture specialist versus a general photographer um, is, you know, a way to to brag one genre over another. And I think, Ari, that the point of this, why specialization is important is we defined at the beginning that the character wants a fine art painterly portrait type of photographer, someone that specializes in that. And as a photographer, you know, you can be broad in general and know your techniques and know photography and be able to provide that as a general service to as wide a, a group of customers as possible. The people that tend to specialize in a certain genre, weddings or babies or maternity or fine art, tend to only live in that space the majority of the time and therefore can be seen as more of an expert than someone that knows how to use a camera but doesn't necessarily know the finer points and techniques of fine art portraiture. I hope that makes sense. Right. So it's hiring a cardiologist instead of a general surgeon to talk to you about your heart problem. Exactly that. Exactly that. I see we've got some hands up. Okay. I was having problems. I wasn't able to grab people earlier. So... For some reason, my refresh is not working. I'm just going to have to trust you guys that we're snagging the folks who raised their hand. Okay. And I'm if um, I may, real quick um, ahead, on the topic of um being you know in a niche or not because this is something you know that I've personally like struggled with. Like, where do I define that? Do I, I don't want to segment you know my branding off into little sub brands? You know, I want to just be me and what I do. Um, but I feel like keeping the messaging, the general messaging that you put on the world, you know, whether that's your website or your ads or your media or whatever, um, not confusing people as to what you do really needs to be the key. So just because you might specialize, say, in, um, you know, like high school seniors, uh, doesn't mean you don't take other clients. And it doesn't mean that someone's going to see your website and be like, oh, well, they, you know, their marketing is towards high school seniors, but I like their style, you know, so I'm just not going to email them. Um, so just, you know, wanting to really have a clear message in the general scope of the work that you do, I think is better than keeping it really, really broad and having seniors and headshots and landscape all together in one place and confusing people. And they don't know if you're going to be the right fit, if that makes sense. Right. And Matt, if I could just quickly, quickly clarify. Sure. I actually, I, th I think I miss Like it was a little bit misunderstood. I am the avatar. I am not the creator. And what I was saying is that I was suggesting that it be made clear to the client why the specialization, why it's important to have the cardiologist versus the, the generalist, because that's not intuitive to me. And you explained it very well just now. Okay. I was just saying that, that, that that's what I was trying to say. No, totally get it. And apologies for, um, you know, misinterpreting. But yeah, I think you get it. That's the whole point of how we define being a guide, right? So we take their problem, whatever it is, and then we distill it down to how we are able to guide them to their solution. Um, because of whatever expertise that might be. And in photography, it's, you know, the specialization is that, 
is that expertise. That's all that comes down to. But that's part. But that's part of educating. I mean, what Ari's saying, it's, right. it's educate me because I don't know, right? So Correct. that's part of educating them. It's just the same you would educate them about the difference in two types of prints that you're offering. Yep. You know, why is this paper better than that paper? Like, why would I want that? And he's saying, why would I want to, you know, why would I want a specialized portrait instead of a generalist? Right. 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 So it's just so so so. And I guess the question is, uh, in our statement. Mm-hmm. Eventually, when we get to it, is is educating the client on certain things? Is is it should it be part of it or can it be part of it? Right, and and remember, the intent of this is to come out of this with a, a like a one to two sentence statement that is going to be the top of our marketing funnel. Right, this is going to be the right. thing that draws people in, so that as they're cruising around and they find our website, we happen to summarize in one or two sentences exactly what they're looking for, and it's extraordinarily clear. And that is the reason that they're going to interact with us, right? So there might be better fine art photographers out there and more prominent ones, but because we're able to clearly solve their problem, clearly define our messaging, that indicates that they want to come interact with us. Cool? Okay. So the, cool. the next part of this is the call to action, right? And these are generally the, the, the similar calls to action. What do we want them to do? Do we want them to call us, schedule an appointment, download a PDF? What are the things that we want? And if there's two ways that you can go about this, there's the direct action, which is, hey, give us a call, schedule an appointment, go to this link, do this thing. The transitional is if you want to learn more, um, here's a PDF on good fine art versus bad fine art. Here's 10 things that you want to look for in a fine art photographer. Here's the real costs of you know creativity. Here's how to tell a story, right? It's the, it's the not direct stuff to continue to bolster that subject matter expertise. Me, when I go through this with clients, I tend to go for the direct action. What is the direct action that you want them to do? Is it scheduling an appointment? Is it making a phone call? Is it sending a form on a website? Um, What do we want them to do to interact with us? And this, this don't overthink this. Like, do we want them to call us email website form, direct message, carrier pigeon? So um, we did bring up Gene. Ari, if you're also interested in participating in this part, it would be great to have you. So what do we want him to do, guys? Well, so I've been working on my uh, all my HoneyBook stuff here recently. And so I guess one of the things that comes to mind for me is, you know, definitely I don't want I don't want a call to action that's going to require a final decision or um, that's going to require some kind of finality that might scare somebody away from from executing that call to action. So I definitely like the idea of it being kind of a soft call. And because I'm trying to establish a rapport and a relationship with this person, I feel like, um, you know, I need to get some basic information about who they are and what they're looking for. And so I think asking for um, more information through either a contact form or a questionnaire and framing it um, as a way to get to know them a little bit better uh, so that we can um, uh, come together and, and and make sure that we're delivering exactly what they want. So I guess, you know, I mean, I, I, Matt, I guess kind of preloaded the question, but, you know, it's definitely just a soft call, you know, to fill out a contact form so that I have some more information about them so that I can make a decision about whether this client is a good fit, when I want to talk to the client, what I'm going to need in order to satisfy them, can I satisfy them, but not frame it that way with them. For them, I would want to say, I'd want to frame it more like I'm, I'd, I'd like to get to know them a little bit better so that we can be friends. Hey, Gene. I mean, that is just brilliant in terms of the, um, I would also put something in there like, you know, what artistic style or whatever it is that, that the specific genre, that, or what are you looking for in this? What are you looking for in that? Now you're engaging them in what their need is. That's, that's you know, that's awesome. Okay, so we'll we'll say we want them to fill out this questionnaire and that will enable us to schedule an appointment and have a better consultation. Does that work? 
and we can have a, a face-to-face conversation. Yep. Cool. Works. Okay. So now we have to define for them, and this is kind of the last step before we come up with the one-liner. So we're right on time. So we need to define what success looks like for them and what failure looks like to them. So for example, success might be images that tell their story. Um, they want to stand out from the crowd. If you go with us, you're going to stand out from the crowd for sure. You're going to stay within your budget. But failure, confidence, confidence right? Success looks like confidence, right? Yep. Like oh. the confidence to be this weird, weird person that you are and fly your freak flag high. Yep. Like, I feel like that's success there. Okay. And then failure, what does failure look like for them? Wasting money on a photographer that is not fine art? Um, boring photos, overpaying, like, what do you think the, Can, that failure looks like? Maybe continuing to be stuck in the shadows. Okay. Awesome. What about Eugene? I saw you're unmuted. Well, so I guess I'm, I don't, maybe this is overthinking it, but I'm just thinking like, mainly because I'm, I'm in the headshot space right now. So I'm, I'm trying to like think, think in terms of, of portraits. So I, I think it's a beautiful thing. I don't remember who said it. It was Cat or somebody recently said something about how sad it would be, you know, if somebody went an entire lifetime and never had a portrait of themselves. You know, it's like, do they do they really exist? Like, what is their legacy? What is their where's the proof that they actually graced the world, you know, with their presence and all that they are? I, I think it's interesting. It's fascinating to me to think about why somebody would want to get a portrait, uh, other than vanity. I think that there's a significant number of really amazing and important and substantive reasons why somebody would need to have a portrait done. And I'm just wondering if, if, if there's a difference between somebody wanting a portrait because they just, you know, they, they, they want to have that, uh, that feeling of being, you know, uh, dressed up and, and, and having it captured and looking beautiful. Um, which is something I'm, I'm doing today actually with a friend of mine the whole reason that she wants to do it is because she wants, you know, that, that, that she's never had a beautiful portrait of herself done. So, but I'm also wondering if, you know, if people are doing this because they're, they're looking for work as an actor or if they're, you know, so, so the success and failure question comes, you know, down to making sure that when you, when you do engage them on a, on a Q and a, and as you're getting to know them, definitely it's important to understand why, what, what made them come in for a portrait. What made yeah. them make that decision so that you can decide, so that you can use that information to determine what pass or you know, fail looks like. Yeah, Gene, and I think you hit the nail on the head, which is why we began asking who our client was and what they're looking for. That way, when we get to success, we recognize. So remember, each individual person is gonna have a slightly different flavor of need, but what we're trying to do now is figure out how we clarify our messaging and we can't talk to every single individual person um, when we're putting out an advertisement on Facebook or, you know, when we're posting something on Instagram. What we're trying to do is have a general, a general brand message really clear and becomes the heart of our social media presence, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, we address people on an individual level. But when you're creating advertisements, you have to look at, you know, the the broader scope of your your clientele and not every single individual subset. So it's that that we're looking at here, which we began the process by defining who is this person and what do they need. So our hero needs, you know, a fine art portrait, painterly portrait of themselves that has a sense of humor and showcases their personality. And then when we looked at their pain point, we recognized that, you know, what they need is to be able to have a safe space to feel confident in who they are and have something that represents the story of their life. So then we get to take this part and transfer that to the success part, right, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. And and it's important to know that the brand script method that we're doing now, this framework, you can apply this to every niche that you do. You can do it for headshot. Like if you do headshots and personal branding and fine art and commercial work, you can apply this same method to each one of those and have a clear message for each thing that you do. 
But it's important, like Nicole said, to be focused on that character avatar and make sure that you're talking directly to that person to solve their problem. And I think if you do that, you can do this as many times as you want. It's really a framework for you to better understand what it is that you offer to the customer and why they should choose you, right? So with success and failure, um, we can now talk about what their character transformation is. This is the very last step before we define our one line. And it's just a general summary to say, all right, well, what were they before and what are they now? Right. So before coming to Acme Photography, um, the customer felt like they couldn't have their story told and they couldn't find a photographer that they resonated with in the fine art portrait space. However, after engaging with Acme Portraiture Company, um, they feel way more confident that their story is going to be told and that they'll be able to have a timeless portrait of themselves in this painterly style that they love that shows off their their humor, their sense of humor. It tells their story and they can really be proud that they stand out from all of these other images, you know, that they could find anywhere else. And that is the successful part, right? So that's the character transformation. So now, now we get to put that into one or two sentences, now we can do it three sentences, four sentences. It doesn't matter. You want it to be a concise statement that isn't some big, long paragraph on your homepage, right? So start thinking about this a little bit. So we've got some of the, the topics of storytelling, that we have the expertise, that there's fine art elements of this, that we give them a safe space, that if they choose us, they're going to be part of the process. They get to direct it. They get to be uh, an inclusive part in this. And that if they don't go with us, eh, you don't know what you're going to get. It will probably won't be exactly what you want, right? You want to make them a little bit scared of that failure. So, when we're writing this, are we, are we centering, are we writing it from the customer's perspective again or are we writing it from our perspective um from a place of expertise like are we if but, you like yep. we have you know like like where do we go sure sure so and and we can say something like we understand that it's really hard to find a fine art photographer to tell your story all we've done is fine art photography we would love to tell your story right? Something to that effect where you're focused. No, I mean, that's off the top of my head, not very good, but it's targeting, understanding what their problem is, how we solve it and what success looks like. So the first line, for example, could be something like that empathetic statement, right? When we said, um, you know, it's hard to find the right fit when you're looking for fine art portraiture. We understand fine art because that's what we do talk to us and have your story told through fine art portraiture right so that, yeah do you, do you understand what i'm getting to like i'm uh -huh. trying to trying to craft this one or two lines that summarizes right. everything we cut yeah. grass best you're gonna make your neighbors jealous right 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 no i totally understand you i guess um what i was thinking of is you know as a as a writer, mm -hmm. um, there's there's a couple ways that you generally look. You have kind of passive and active, and then you have point of view. Mm -hmm. If I'm writing this from my point of view as a portrait photographer, maybe I'm saying, I'm gonna take a portrait that will never make you feel like you're misunderstood ever again, right? But if I'm if I'm writing it from the client perspective, maybe I'm saying something like, you don't, um, if you feel, like your personality is too much for other people and like you're lost in the shadows, don't worry because, right? So like there's a, a couple ways that you can approach writing that sentence. And, and it really comes down to, Nicole, like what feels best to you, right? So right. as long as you're staying focused on the customer's problem and how it gets solved, there are uh, a myriad of ways that you can go. And I think you being a writer, this is right up your alley, right? Of being able to, to pull from all of those skills. <laughs> You'd be brilliant at this. Um, so I think it really comes down to what sounds best to you. What do you feel most comfortable with? What do you think really hits the mark? But 
it does need to stay focused on them, not we take right. the best fine art portraits you'll ever see. It's right. about them. So however, whatever voice you want to put that in is perfectly fine. Okay. Yeah. The only reason I wanted to ask that was just to, to clarify for sure. folks who were in the audience who may be going, if I'm going to go at this, am I going at it from my expertise perspective or am I going at it from what is the client's pain and then how does my expertise solve this? Stay focused on the client and how your expertise solves it. Yes. Nice. So what ideas do we have, guys? What kind of sentence could we put together from this information that we have? So this might be way too simple, but I just wrote down um, fine art portrait photography is our world. Let us introduce your unique legacy to your world. Too, fo like too focused on us, yep. right? So that's putting us as the hero. We want to be the guy. Mm, okay, yep, yep, yep. Right? So I like where, where that was going. Find our portrait is our world. But let's introduce the customer first by understanding what it is that they want. And I think, Nicole, you had, you had said something in there. I cannot quote it. Um, but you know, you're looking to have your story told or something to that effect. Um, but, you know, let's, let's think about putting that problem statement first and then how we solve it in the second sentence. Ari, I know, had you unmuted a moment ago? Yeah, I just, you know, again, as, as the non-creator in the room, um, but the, the avatar, the one thing that's, that I, I just wanted to add to the sort of problem, but I think it's so important for the statement is that you're going to not abandon me, that you're going to take me all the way to the finish line. Um, because, you know, yes, you're going to let me be part of the creative process, but that's also scary to me. And so um, I need to know that I'm going to get, end up getting a finished product. And my example is my PTR picture from my wedding seven years ago. We still don't have prints because they gave us 10,000 proofs. And how do I pick something out of there? I don't I even have the idea how to face it. Um, so just again, that's part of the fear uh, that I would suggest, you know, I, I don't think I'm alone in, in, in sort of being afraid of, of artistic pursuits when trying to get an artistic, artistic pursuit. Can't talk today. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> so from that, that might actually, that might actually stimulate something really good. Finding a photographer to tell your story can be overwhelming. How does that sound? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Okay. So finding a photographer to tell your story can be overwhelming. What's the next sentence? What is it that we do that solves that problem? We will guide you. Okay. How? Well, through our expertise, right? Right. So what I'm saying is the, the next... Empathy. Yeah. We like finding a photographer to tell your story can be overwhelming. Our process involves you directly in telling your story. We will focus only on that. We are experts in this. This is all we do. Like some of those things that put us in the position of we are going to guide you to getting your story told and not overwhelming you, right? That's so exactly what we maybe something want. along the lines of like, finding a photographer to tell your story is hard, but we've been storytelling for 10 years and we'll guide you through the process one step at a time until you have a portrait that represents you to the world nope. or something like that. Something, I, I, like, the, I like the idea, way too long. Um, we're, we're talking like, you know, 15 words. Um, so finding- gotcha. Finding a photographer to tell your story can be overwhelming. Our portraits will tell your story easily and correctly. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, our, you know, guided, right. our guided expert process will present your best version of you. I, I like that. I like crafting. It. Something like that, squishy. Yep, yep right. exactly. Guided, guided journey. Yep. Uh, you deserve yeah. to be the subject of a piece of artwork. There you go. Now you're talking. You Taj also raised their hand as well. Yep. Uh, Taj, what do you think? Uh, I think I think uh, um, there's always this breaking point. Like that's like that's a until now um, to kind of brace people for what you're going to say. Um, and I think that so you bring up the the issue finding a photographer to tell your story is usually is overwhelming until now. 
uh, it's a break and a bridge over into the next, over into the, the solution. Sometimes the solution right after is jarring. Not all the time, but sometimes it is. Um, so yeah, that's just my opinion. Just my opinion on it. But uh, the, the next part is, is kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is, you, you nailed it, Todd. I think that that carryover is great. It's a, it's a great conversational transition where finding a photographer to tell your story is overwhelming until now. We create photographs because you deserve to be a work of art, right? I'm trying to combine cats thing in there as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So this is how you craft this statement, right? And I love where cat was going because it's that simplicity. You deserve not to be overwhelmed by a photographer. You deserve to have your story told. You deserve to stand out from the crowd. You are a work of art. Let us help you tell your story. Right? So something along those lines, very short, very concise, wraps all of the elements together. And this is something, this is the, this is the issue. It's a big framework. You're trying to boil this down. We're trying to do it in less than an hour. This takes some time to craft and think about and brainstorm and put some things together. But any other ideas that we can kind of craft this into? Yeah, and I think really quickly, I just want to remind people and, and double down on what you just said. Please don't forget that marketers go to school and then make a whole lot of money to come up with these sentences. Like they do this for big brands. Yes. They, I mean, and it's, this isn't something that they get in a room and go, uh, how about this? And everybody goes, yeah, nope. This is something you brainstorm over and you fight with and you come back and you change words and you try to find words that are more fitted. So if, if, you, if you struggle here, please don't give up and please don't be upset with yourself. This is just a process that takes time and will need to be refined and you want to get feedback and all that stuff. So just know that it's going to be a little bit, a little bit of a struggle, but don't give up. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is not my strength. Anybody that knows me, even in this room knows that concise is not my, not what I'm known for, but uh, you know, I, I was going to listen and I came up to talk a little bit about, uh, to Ari kind of said what I wanted to come up to say. So I wasn't planning on participating in this, but you guys make me feel like I can. So I appreciate that, Nicole, and I'm trying, uh, but it's not something I'm good at. But what I've written down here, I've just kind of landed on, I've got a lot of lines scratched out here, so I'm doing this on paper, but uh, something like your, your journey is your legacy. Uh, we can partner with you to share that legacy through a fine art portrait or something like that. Not bad at all, but you know, that, that is something that's a really good base. You've got the intention correct. It's just crafting it. Right. And like Nicole said, you, you know, you're not a copywriter, right? So, um, this is something that you work at and you bounce off the walls quite a bit. Um, you deserve a, a fine art photo that tells your story. What do we do? To solve that. I just got to say, I, I watched a video on these one-liners uh, yep. yesterday and then had an existential crisis over how <laughs> difficult it was. Yeah. Um, and one thing that stood out to me, though, and it was actually, it was a, a, I don't know, like a workshop or a conference, something with the guy who wrote the story brand book. Yep. And he specifically said, leave out the poetry mm -hmm. for the one-liner. Yep. Which I thought was very interesting because I definitely kind of lean into that also with myself where it's like, I want to get, you know, philosophical with the art of it and yada yada no no one wants to hear that in one sentence you get to that later once they're already brought in by your solution so tossing that out there for my own crises with this one-liner idea i also like the idea of you deserve what we know mm -hmm. uh you um being, you know, being the singular and then what we know the we is just it just gathers and lets you know that collectively we understand something as professionals and the no uh, shows the professionalism. Um, you deserve what we know. And then I think there's a dash there, or a semicolon, excuse me. But like, yeah, you deserve what we know. And the no, uh, either being italicized or, or not too bold or too cheesy or anything like that, but depending on what the typeface is, I guess. But I'm just saying like, you deserve what we know. And that is, it's inviting to it's inviting and i feel like it's welcoming to uh to your expertise um it's a statement in itself 
and, and there's and there's a lot of care there for the for the person or for the I love that concept and I love where you're coming from with the empathy and how we are the subject matter experts. We want to make sure that we're not the focus of the statement. We want the customer to be the focus of the statement. And so by saying you want what we know, we're inserting ourselves as the hero and not the guide, right? Ah, that's good. That's good. Understand, right? So we want to give them the the plan because we're altruistic and we're empathetic, but we don't want to say you're not going to do anything without us, right? Because it, it it reverses the roles. So um, I love where you're going with that, though. So I think, you know, you're, people are starting to get the understanding of what can go into a one-liner like this. And I really do encourage everybody to go out and, and watch the story brand stuff because I'm probably not doing nearly the justice that Donald Miller would want me to do it. Um, but think about crafting these statements in a very concise way. Um, so thinking about this, we've got a couple of things. Uh, finding a photographer to tell your story can be overwhelming. Um, you deserve to be a work of art. You are a work of art. You deserve fine art portraits that tell your story. We're going to give you a fine art portrait that tells your story. Um, Fine art portraiture is difficult to find and reflect your story. It's what we specialize. It's all we do, something like that. Um, but thinking about crafting that problem statement and the solution in one to two sentences. So I'm not sure, you know, Nicole, this might be something in the interest of time that we craft in the Facebook group. And yeah. we can write a summary and we can craft that one liner and give people a chance to come up with exactly what this one liner would be. And I think it would be a, a pretty decent comment thread because we can all start to brainstorm off of each other. What do you think about that? Yeah, I love that idea. Okay. Um, I, I think that that's a great way to go. Becca, you, you got some. Or that Clapping. was clap. Clapping. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, first, um, just want to give Matt a big round of applause for this week for jumping in as the guide. Amazing. You did so beautifully. Thank you so much for guiding us through. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so big ups to you, my friend. It was fantastic to have you in the driver's seat to hear that velvety voice uh, every morning guiding us through this process um, and asking all the questions. So go ahead, Basan. No, that oh. was my mistake. Okay. Um, all right, y'all. So basically, let's just do a, a quick summary. This week, we really focused on social media, on how we engage, where we're at, what our philosophies are. And then today's exercise, the point of today's exercise was really just to help each one of us find a framework that we could use so that we clarify our messaging. That way, when we go to post things on social media, we understand what the purpose of those posts are. And they're gonna fall somewhere within this message that we're crafting. So some of those posts are going to be, we understand your problem posts, right? Like you have this problem and we understand it. Some posts are going to be, um, here's our expertise that can help you, you know, that will solve this problem for you. Some of them are going to be, look, here's what success looks like. Somebody who had your problem showed up and this is the success that they got with us. So, you know, all of these things are going to fall within this framework that we're talking about here. If this framework does not work for you, don't feel bad. There are lots of different frameworks out there. We just chose this one, number one, because Matt was really conversant with it, but also because StoryBrand fits really well with the overall ethos of the Artist Forge, focusing on storytelling and mindset and things like that. So it, it just was really copacetic. But if this doesn't work for you, don't stress about it. There are a lot of other frameworks out there. You can look at marketing framework. You can look up messaging framework on Google. Like all of those things will give you different results. But at the end of the day, what we want to focus on is that when we're engaging on social media, we have to recognize that we are marketing all the time. Marketing just means the things that are client facing that help them understand who you are, what they get from you, et cetera. And not all marketing is advertising. 
but everything else is marketing. Advertising is just when you pay for placement, right? And so in order to be able to engage on social media well and in a way that is functional and profitable for ourselves and our business, we just need to have a good idea of what we're doing. And for some people, the story brand is going to be the way that helps them engage. So if that doesn't work for you, don't stress. But um, I think it's clarified a lot of things for me. I think for the rest of the panelists, when we had to kind of go and do a little bit more research so we could engage with this today, um, it, it clarified a lot of things for us in general. So think about your philosophy, why you're engaging on social media, why is your business on social media, who is the hero, your client, who are they? What do they need from you? What problem do they have that you are going to guide them through helping them solve with the framework that you have built? And what does success look like from your client's perspective? Remember that the only reason businesses exist is to provide value. And so you are out there solving problems in the world. And that is why people need you. If they didn't, they would do it themselves. So when we're engaging on social media, let's keep those things in mind. And then let's get in a Facebook group and try to see if we can craft these sentences. Um, you can use our Acme portrait photography um, company and what we talked about today. You can go through this process for yourself and try to um, share what your one-liner for your business would be. And we can give each other some feedback, try to help out where we can, um, remembering that we're always centering the client as the hero and ourself as the guide. So thank you for being here with us this week, guys. Guys, this was a really uh conversation i think hopefully clarified a whole lot and man i hope that it helps people feel more comfortable engaging in social media post you know understanding what they want to post and feeling like they're a lot more in control of um how your messaging is going out into the world so one more time thanks for being here this week well done matt thank you so much for guiding us through all of this stuff Hopefully we will see everybody in the Facebook group and then Monday morning, bright and early next week on Thursday will be our first official post visual literacy live stream. So we'll be doing that on Thursday, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, so come show up, come hang. We're going to be getting together again in person and we want to have you there. Y'all are amazing. Thanks for being here. This place wouldn't be what it is without you. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, go make something amazing. Thanks again for listening to this live Clubhouse discussion moderated by all of us at the Artist Forge. We hope you found the information useful and that it helps you gain a little bit of insight as to how you work on your craft. For more episodes, please join us each weekday on Clubhouse or visit theartistforge.com. Now go make something incredible.